hope everyone had a great 4th of July. It's always weird when you have a holiday in the middle of the week. kind of throws everything off, but I hope everyone enjoyed their holiday. I know it's been a while since the last episode, but welcome to episode 5. There were several times I wanted to talk about things in the fa- in the last few weeks, but never really got the time to sit down and actually record an episode. So on this episode, I'm going to try to give you a brief overview of things that have been going on in my life. A review of the Incredibles 2, the end and eighth in spring baseball season. I will give you my thoughts on the MLB All-Star Game rosters and LeBron James. First things first, I am recording this from my new house. I am officially a resident of Williamsport, Maryland, so that is pretty exciting. Uh, There's still a lot of work to be done with this place, but it's turning into quite the cozy little home. My dog Mishka enjoys the backyard and loves running around and not having to be on a leash. So getting started, I know The Incredibles 2 has been out for a while now, but we went to see it a few weeks ago and really enjoyed the movie. I liked it better than the first one. The first movie I struggled through because I could not get over Elastigirl's voice. I found it very annoying in the first movie, and it was all my mind could focus on. With the new movie, my favorite parts involve Jack-Jack, who is the baby, for those that don't know. In my opinion, he steals the show or the movie. Uh, I definitely would recommend seeing the movie if you have not already. And if they're... Don't stay for after the credits. There is not a post-credits scene. Uh, We found out the hard way on that one. Uh, As always with Pixar movies, there is a Pixar short before the movie uh, that I'm sure you've seen memes about. And it was quite confusing at first, and I was completely lost. And towards the end, I had one of those aha moments, and it all clicked and made sense. Um, But if you haven't seen the movie yet, I would go see it. Uh, So last weekend was the end of Nathan's spring baseball season. I constantly preach to the team. I'm a coach of the team. I constantly preach to the team to finish strong. Uh, Throughout the year and the history of the team, honestly, we have always led teams back in games, and we really don't finish, but the boys definitely finished the year strong. We went to the Father's Day tournament in Aberdeen at the Ripken Complex and started out kind of slow on Saturday, but once they found their groove, there was no looking back. We won both games Saturday to earn the number one seed for Sunday. And then on Sunday, the first game we played was a team against a team that we beat on Saturday. And I never like playing the same team twice in a tournament setting. There's always an added difficulty when that occurs. They've already seen you. They've already seen your lineup, your pitching. So, And sometimes the kids think, oh, we've already beat this team. We don't have to try. And from a coaching standpoint, it really can be quite difficult. Uh, the game went back and forth. And we were down in the bottom of the seventh inning. A couple kids got on, and we had second and third. Uh, down one run, and Michael hit a line drive to the outfield, but we couldn't score on because it was hit so hard. Uh, then Jason ended up walking, walking us off, which was a pretty exciting moment. You can uh, watch that video of the walk-off and the celebration on the Angels' Instagram page. Uh, we moved on to the championship where we controlled most of the game. There was a brief moment in the middle of the game where we tried to give it away and we weren't going to finish strong, but our bats responded and we ended up winning the tournament. Uh, Nathan ended up winning tournament MVP for his offense performance on the weekend and he caught all four games. He threw out several base runners, probably more in that weekend than he had in his entire life leading up to the tournament. And the tournament was on 
it was the Father's Day tournament. It was it was honestly pretty cool to win that, especially it was my first Father's Day without my dad, and you know I just I felt him that day, and you can't just the way things played out. Um, you can't convince me that he wasn't he wasn't there. And uh, there's a picture of Nathan that was taken when I believe Wyatt hit a double down the line and. The sun, the way the sun is, it's it's just right on Nathan, and it, it, it's an awesome picture. And just everything that I had been through, and and for the boys to win the Father's Day tournament of all tournaments, I mean that that was, it was special to win that one, and it, it was a great weekend for the boys. Uh, the weekend after that, we went down to a Perfect Game Super Twenty Five Regional Tournament in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, it was a good, it was good for the boys to experience. Um, what it would be like in the future when they get to stay in a room with their teammates and just be with them the whole weekend. Uh, the competition down there was no joke. Uh, baseball in the South is is serious. Uh, we ended up going one and two on the weekend. We held our own against the team that ended up finishing second in the tournament. Uh, they actually were winning the whole game and ended up losing in the bottom of the seventh in the championship. Uh, but we came up short against them. Uh, we lost the second game on Saturday against a team that just hit the absolute cover off the ball. They were from South Carolina, and they found every gap imaginable. Then we salvaged the weekend with a win on Sunday. It was a great weekend, and I'm glad the boys were able to experience the weekend and get a taste of what baseball in the South is really like and give them things to work towards, especially if they have big dreams. I constantly tell Nathan that if he wants to go play baseball in college, that his competition isn't just what's around here in Maryland. It is competition throughout the whole United States and the whole world, really. Uh, so you have to work and outwork everybody because somewhere out there, your competition is working. Uh, we finished the season last weekend with a couple wins, and um, sad the season is over. The boys, whether or not... They know it or not helped me through the hardest thing I've ever had to go through in my life. Uh, just being around them took my mind off things, and hearing them joke around with each other and seeing them all play the game they love was great therapy for me, so I'm definitely looking forward to the fall. Uh, sticking with baseball, the MLB All-Star Game rosters were, were released yesterday. Uh, in my own personal opinion, the baseball All-Star Game is the best All-Star Game of the, of the major sports. This year, there were there are 25 first-time All-Stars. The Indians, Astros, and Red Sox all have five players represented, represented, and the Braves lead the National League with four players. If you don't know, the starters are selected by a fan vote, which often can be a popularity contest. There is always going to be people upset, just like people complaining that Harper doesn't deserve to start. Bryce Harper is always going to start if he is healthy because he is one of the most popular players in Major League Baseball. I mean, just like when I was a kid, Griffey would always have the most votes, and he barely played because of the of injuries. So, I mean, some years he he might have only played a couple games in the first half, and but he was always up there in the in the top of the top of the voting because he was a popular, he was the most popular player back then. Not, maybe not the most, but one of the most popular players back then. And you're always going to have certain fan bases uh, that vote only for their team's favorite players. I shouldn't say fan bases, I should say fans. So certain fans that will only vote for their 
team's favorite players and then pick the popular players from the other league. Um, sometimes they're fans that don't know a lot and they just go and pick their favorite team and that, that's what they submit. And, I mean, honestly, besides I'm sure you, growing up your favorite player probably made the all-star team in years they probably shouldn't have. Um, and if you didn't know, another fact about the all-star game is that every team has to have a player representative. So if you think that somebody got snubbed, maybe they did, but there's probably another team that had to have a player representative. And that's most likely probably why they were left off. Uh, with that said, uh, let's get to the rosters. First with the American League, the starters are catcher Wilson Ramos, first baseman Jose Abreu, second baseman Jose Altuve. Altuve had more votes than anyone else in the whole in all of Major League Baseball. He received 4,849,630 votes. Uh, third baseman is Jose Ramirez, so the American League will have um, three Jose's starting in their infield. Uh, shortstop Manny Machado. We will see if Manny will be traded by then. He's in a lot of trade talks right now. And I believe if he is traded to the National League, he does not get to play in the game. It happened a couple years with Jeff Samarja. He was traded um, to the other league, and he was he got to be there at the All-Star game, but he didn't get to participate. Uh, he edged out, uh, Manny edged out Carlos Correa by just 56,629 votes which was the closest margin between first and second at any given position. So the Astros fans must have been out in full force during the voting. Uh, outfielders for the American League starters will be Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, of course, Aaron Judge, and designated hitter J.D. Martinez. Uh, the reserves for the American League are Salvador Perez, Mitch Moreland, Claiber Torres, Alex Bregman, Francisco Lindor, who should be starting at shortstop, Michael Brantley, Shinsu Chu, Mitch Hanniger, George Springer, and Nelson Cruz. The American League pitching staff is Jose Barreos, Aroldis Chapman, Garrett Cole, Edwin Diaz, J.A. Happ, Joe Jimenez, Jimenez, I'm sorry, Craig Kimbrell, Corey Kluber, Chris Sale, Luis Severino, Blake Trinan, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, Justin, Ver Justin Verlander. And Verlander is not going to play in the game, so I believe they said because he's supposed to pitch later in the week, so he will be replaced by Trevor Bauer of the Cleveland Indians. Uh, there is a lot of talk right now that Blake Snell should have been on the team, and they have a pretty good argument there. I mean, he leads the league, the American League in ERA, but at the end of the day, he... He most likely will probably be on the team. Uh, some of the pitchers, just like Verlander, will end up pitching later in the week, and they will not be available for the game. So they will be replaced by somebody else who is able to participate in the game. And that may even happen with position players as well, as they may elect to not play in the game, or they may be injured and cannot participate in the game. So they will be replaced by somebody who is able. Um, so now for the National League starters are catcher Wilson Contreras, who surged past Buster Posey during the last week of voting. Uh, first baseman Freddie Freeman, who was a top vote-getter in the National League. 
rightfully so. He's having an amazing year um, with 4,039,219 votes. Second baseman Javier Baez, who made a comeback in the voting. So like the Astros fans during the last week, the Cubs fans must have been out in full force during during the last couple weeks leading up to the final vote. A third baseman, Nolan Arenado. Shortstop, Brandon Crawford. Outfielders, Nick Markakis, who gets to start in his first All-Star game ever. I mean, Markakis has over, I believe, 2,000 career hits. And he's always been a solid player. I know he's a fan favorite from when he played in Baltimore. And he was always pretty good on Baltimore, so it's kind of shocking that this is actually his first game, uh, first All-Star game. Uh, Matt Kemp, who most likely will win um, the Comeback Player of the Year. He's having a great year. I remember in the offseason when he was traded from the Braves, I thought that, I believe it was from the Braves, that he was just going to be a salary dump, that they were just going to get him and release him. But he's one of their best players this year, and it's a good big reason that they are... Uh, close to first place. I believe they're a game back today after last night. They're a game back for first place. And after Seager went down, I mean, Kemp's a big reason why that's happening. And the third all-star, the third outfielder starter for the National League is uh, Bryce Harper. The National League reserves are Buster Posey, JT Realmuto, Paul Goldschmidt, Joey Votto, Ozzy Albies, I think that's how you say his name. I apologize if it's if I'm incorrect. Scooter Jeanette, who honestly should probably be starting at second base. Um, he doesn't get a lot of publicity, but he's having an amazing year in Cincinnati. He might Cincinnati might end up trading him as well, as they are. I don't know what they're doing. They're rebuilding, I guess, for the past several years. Uh, the next reserve is Eugenio Suarez. He's also a red, uh, I believe, and I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. So once again, I apologize if um, that's incorrect. Let's see here. Trevor Story, Charlie Blackman, Lorenzo Kane, and Kristen Yelich. So both outfielders that the Brewers picked up in the offseason, Kane and Yelich, end up making the all-star team. Uh, one of these reserves for the National League will get the start of designated hitter for the National League as the DH is used by both teams during the game. Uh, the pitchers for the National League are Patrick Corbin, uh, Jacob deGrom, Sean Doolittle, Mike Foltynewicz, Josh Hader, Brad Hand, Kenley Jansen, John Lester, Miles Mykolas, Aaron Nola, Max Scherzer and Felipe Vasquez. I imagine Max Scherzer will get the start for the National League as the game is in D.C. So he's the hometown guy there. Uh, although you could probably make an argument that DeGrom deserves a start. Uh, DeGrom just plays on a team that doesn't win a lot of games and is towards the seller of the league. So I'm not sure. And I mean, if it wasn't in D.C., DeGrom may start, but I think Scherzer's probably the best pitcher in the league, so he'd probably start no matter where it was. Um, for the American League, of course my bias would say Corey Kluber, but he definitely deserves a start. If I had to guess, I would say it's between either Kluber, Sale, or Severino. I believe that is the manager's decision, so we'll see who ends up getting the start there. 
uh, Major League Baseball has a a final vote that you can go on and vote to see who who's added to both rosters. The final roster spot for the American League is between Andrew Benatendi, Andrelton Simmons, Eddie Rosario, Giancarlo Stanton, and Juan Seguro. Uh, this is also <laughs> this will also turn into a popularity contest. So, uh, you know, popular teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox have a player represented in this. They will have a good chance of winning. Um, but Benintendi is hitting 293 with 14 home runs and 55 RBIs. Simmons is hitting 312 with six homers and 39 RBIs. Rosario is hitting 301 with 18 home runs and 53 RBIs. Stanton is hitting 267 with 21 home runs and 51 RBIs. And Segura is hitting 330 with seven home runs and 47 RBIs. I can't really say there's a clear winner in this, somebody that sticks out more than others. I mean, my vote, I'm personally going to vote for Eddie Rosario. I see them more. I see him more because he plays in the AL Central and plays against the Indians all the time, and he absolutely kills the Indians. Like, he destroys us. I get tired of seeing his name pop up just because he's always doing something offensively against them. He's, he's, he's under the radar, but he's pretty good. Um, but feel free to vote for whoever you want in the American League. Uh, the National League, the final vote in the National League is between Max Muncy, Jesus Aguilar, Matt Carpenter, Brandon Belt, and Trey Turner. Uh, Muncy is hitting 270 with 20 home runs and 38 RBIs. Aguilar is hitting 306 with 22 home runs and 63 RBIs. Carpenter is hitting 258 with 17 home runs and 41 RBIs. Belt is hitting 300 with 13 home runs and 42 RBIs. And Turner is hitting 278 with 11 home runs and 37 RBIs. In my personal opinion, this one is a no-brainer. Aguilar leads in all three offensive categories that were mentioned. Uh, so he will be getting my vote. kind of hurts to see him doing so good because he was a former Indians farmhand. So it sucks that we missed out on him and he's, he's tearing it up right now. Uh, but uh, he's definitely getting my vote. But as in the American League... Feel free to vote for whoever you want. That's the beauty in it. Uh, they have not, as of right now, released who is participating in the Home Run Derby, which is next Monday night. Uh, several players like Judge and Stanton have already declined and will not participate. And while you know everybody wants to see them do they wants to see them participate because they hit the ball a mile, and last year was very entertaining. I don't blame them for not participating. I mean, the Derby, the Herman Derby seems to ruin some swings in the second half. They, I don't know what it is, but typically whoever goes deeper, whoever wins, doesn't always have a great second half. And I think there's some correlation there between the Herman Derby and their downfall in the second half. Um, but make sure that you get out there and cast your vote for the final roster spot. And um, if you're interested, tune into the game, which is uh, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday night, July 17th on Fox. Uh, moving on from baseball, let's talk a little bit about the NBA. Well, mostly LeBron James. Uh, actually, only LeBron James. LeBron James has decided to sign with the Los Angeles Lakers for four years, $154 million, which Tim is not really a lot of money. Most of his money comes from endorsements and his shoes, and, and he's probably very smart with his money. Now, personally, I never thought LeBron would go to the Lakers. Uh, 
for months, Nathan has said he was going to L.A., and he would always say, L.A. Braun, and all this other stuff, and I would tell him that he's crazy. And there was no way that LeBron would go to the Lakers. But I've got E. Crow because he decided to go there. Um, I honestly always thought he was going to stay in Cleveland, at least for one more year, to see what else would go out there and to see what would happen in free agency next year. I mean, my reasoning behind that was a few things. Um, I didn't think he would go there after what LeVar Ball said about him last year, and I didn't think he would go there and have them trade to get Kawhi, which hasn't happened and may never happen. If they're smart, they'll wait until next year and get him in free agency. Uh, But if they make a big trade like that, they would have to trade a lot, and he would go to a team with probably a worse roster than what Cleveland had last year. I also didn't think he would ever play for the Lakers because, I mean, honestly, that's Kobe's team. You know, growing up, that's that was Kobe's team. And LeBron is always compared to Kobe and Michael Jordan. And so I never I thought two teams he would never play for were the Bulls and the Lakers, but I'm wrong. And so I was shocked to see LeBron go there. But it says to me that, honestly, this is bigger than basketball. And I don't, I'm not sure if he really cares how many championships he won. I'm sure he cares how many championships he won because that seems to be what everybody's arguments always is. How many rings has he got? How many rings has he got? Uh, but, I mean, it must be bigger than basketball, like I said, and that he probably felt that it was the best place for his family. And the Lakers don't really have a superstar roster. There is no big three in Los Angeles right now. Um, several people have said, and I, I listened to some morning talk shows, the Dan Patrick show specifically, uh, several people have called in and said that Mag- Magic Johnson did a great job getting LeBron and Kobe. Kobe even tweeted saying that, it, that, in my personal opinion, I have no information, just my thoughts, is that he probably didn't have to do anything to get LeBron. I think LeBron had his mind made up that he wanted to play for the Lakers a long time ago. And he did meet with Magic Johnson, but it was probably Magic's easiest signing. He probably just had to sit down and work out the contract details. I'm just uh, getting to come in, but I just believe that LeBron already had his mind made up and nothing else really mattered. It, it, it is pretty funny to see all the Laker fans who used to hate LeBron. Heck, I mean, they even hated him a month ago during the finals and were posting stuff about him on Facebook. And now they're in love with him. Uh, so if that's one of you guys, you better go back and delete all your social media comments from the last several years and cause you look real dumb hating someone a month ago now and loving them just because they signed with your favorite team. And um, speaking of hating LeBron, I don't understand why so many people hate him. You know, sit back and he may, he doesn't have to be your favorite player, but sit back and enjoy his greatness. You don't have to compare him to anyone or anything like that. You must be pretty miserable if you can't sit back and see how great of a basketball player he really is and then just enjoy his ability. Because, yeah, we've been blessed with people like Magic Jordan, or Magic, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, you know, Larry Bird, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Kim so many names. But for somebody who's in the argument of the greatest of all time, you got to just sit back and enjoy it because it may never happen again. You know, with all that said, uh, let's wrap up touching on all the other sports. Uh, the Washington Capitals ended up winning the Stanley Cup, proving my 
prediction in a previous episode wrong, so congratulations to all the long-suffering uh, Washington fans. The Warriors won the NBA Finals in a sweep. I think we pretty much all saw that coming. I wish I would have recorded an episode about the series back a month ago because there was so much I could have said about the J.R. Smith debacle. Uh, Oregon State won the College World Series. Arkansas was blown out away, and they couldn't catch a foul ball. It was a difficult play. It wasn't routine for the last out, but it fell in the Bermuda Triangle. If you don't know what that is, that's when the ball lands between three players. Um, and I, But I knew at that point when they, they didn't catch the foul ball that they were in trouble. Uh, the same thing happened, I believe, back in 2006 when North Carolina was actually in the championship against Oregon State. It was the last inning, and there was a ground ball hit to the second baseman. The second baseman just air-mailed it over the first baseman's head, and Oregon State came back and won the whole series. Uh, so Oregon State, I believe Oregon State was the best team in the country, in my opinion. Um, and when the door opened, they took full advantage of it. The World Cup is down to the final four teams. Honestly, haven't followed it since the U.S. didn't qualify, and I'm really not a huge soccer fan. Really, the only World Cup I've watched was in the lobby of the hotel down in North Carolina because it was on the TV there. Um, but France and Belgium play tomorrow, Tuesday, July 10th, and Croatia and England play on Wednesday, July 11th for a chance to go to the championship. Uh, that will do it for this episode. Thank you for all the kind words about the previous episode. I appreciate everyone that gave it a listen. I still owe everyone an episode telling, uh, an episode with Samantha, telling how we met, and I hope to record episodes more often to get more content out there. Uh, this weekend, I think that we are going to the All-Star Game Fan Fest down in C- D.C., so we'll review that. Um, get out there and vote for the final All-Star Game spot if you're into that. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast and go ahead and hit the share button if you enjoyed this. Uh, That's how we will build up the listener count is on your shares and getting the word out there. You know, if you've ever been in a marketing class, they say that word of mouth is the best marketing. Uh, Thank you for listening. I really, really appreciate it. And as always, don't forget that forgiveness is divine, but never pays full price for late pizza. See you around. Peace.